Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. This program is about your health and your life. We cover topics ranging from health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and support for caregivers. We have a great show planned for you today. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me both in studio and also by telephone is Julie Benson, MD, Scott Schwantes, MD, and Susan Marshak. We will be talking about hospice care in Minnesota and the role that Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care Organization provides to our state. Each week, we bring you experts from across the continuum of healthcare to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of managing both you and your family's health and quality of life. We also focus on our senior population and how we can help you prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our elder population. I am grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and relevant topics with you, and I am thankful for the tremendous response you, our amazing listening audience, have provided to us regarding this unique, first-of-its-kind radio show in the nation. I want to let you know that it's uh, we're broadcasting live and today and every Saturday, and we look forward to taking your questions. You can call us at any time during the show today at 952-946-6205. Once again, that number is 952-946-6205. Or if you'd like, you can send us a text at 612-999-3426. Once again, 612-999-3426. And our show producer, Sam, will be answering the phones today. Please give him a call, and we'll get you on the air to ask questions to these two amazing doctors and our executive director for the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. The focus of today's show is to bring awareness to our community of the great work this organization has been doing for what, almost 40 years, since 1980, I believe. Yes. And we, it's year-end, we're in December, and we want to give people an opportunity to understand the great work that's being done, and if they would be interested in donating to this nonprofit organization, 5013C organization, we want to encourage you to do that. Absolutely. Um, so during the course of the show here, I will be giving in- more information about that. But if you are interested in making a donation, the easiest way to do that is to go on the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care website, which is the mnhpc.org website. And on the homepage, you can scroll down and say, and look for the donate button. It's in blue. And just hit that button and fill the form out. It's very, very simple. Um, and I have been fortunate to be a part of helping Susan in this organization in a small way. And uh, we also have uh, the two doctors that are on the show today. They're on the board and they oversee the operation of the organization. So we, we are really excited. I've been looking forward to this show for a long time. And uh, so with that, let me do some quick introductions of the people that we have here. Um, first, I want to talk about uh, Dr. Julie Benson, MD. She is a family medicine physician at Lakewood Health Systems located in Staples, Minnesota. She has a special interest in healthcare for all ages, specifically in hospice and palliative care. Dr. Benson believes in living the good life from birth to natural death. And she is the hospice and palliative care medical director at Lakewood. And so we'll have some great questions for her about the difference between hospice care and palliative care and, uh, and how that uh, practice uh, transitions people from curative to then comfort care. Uh, next, here in studio, now Julie's on the phone from Staples, Minnesota, um, but in studio here, we have Scott Schwentes, MD. He is a pediatrician specializing in pediatric pain and palliative care. He is the program director of the Pediatric 
pain program at Children's Minnesota. And uh, he has, uh, uh, he's also on the board of the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. Uh, Dr. Schwante is, is double board certified by the American Board of Pediatrics and the American Board of Hospice and Palliative Medicine. So anybody with questions about pediatric care as it relates to pain or palliative or hospice, this is the time to call in. Um, and last but not least, in studio is Susan Marshak. She is the Executive Director of Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care, the statewide nonprofit organization that provides education for healthcare professionals on end-of-life care and palliative care, and also provides resources and information across Minnesota communities and surrounding states. Susan has had ex experience in nonprofit leadership for the past 35 years in the areas of community development, human services, and healthcare. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right, Julie. Well, since, since you're the furthest away, Julie, I want to start with you, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, so I'm curious, can you tell people where Staples is located uh, in relation to, <laughs> to the greater Minnesota? Sure, sure. Staples is really um, in the middle of the state. We are about two and a half hours north of the Twin Cities, and we are about an hour or so north of St. Cloud and just west of Brainerd in the Great um, Lakes area there. So how did you end up uh, practicing health care in Staples? Uh, that's actually a good story. Um, but um, in medical school, I was a University of Minnesota Duluth family medicine um, medical student. And during your third year of medical school, there's a program called Rural Physician Associate Program. And that program sends students to small communities in Minnesota and Wisconsin to uh, live there for nine months. And we get a longitudinal um, uh, exposure to family medicine. And it's a really great um, recruiting tool because you learn how to do um, family medicine, primary care in small towns. And um, I just fell in love with this town and the people and their amazing healthcare system and came back um, here over 21 years ago. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. One mm -hmm. of the things that, um, that Susan and I talk about frequently is, is the disproportionate levels of access and availability of care throughout the state. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk about some of the more rural areas um, losing doctors or, or not being able to attract enough doctors to really provide the, the level of care that may be available in the metro areas. Are, are you seeing that in the... Uh, in Staples or the surrounding areas that, that you guys cover and serve? So Lakewood has been um, very fortunate to have a vibrant health system, and we are an independent health system that's led by an amazing team of uh, providers as well as our administrators. So personally, we are not struggling with primary care, but we are always recruiting for it because um, this is actually an issue in, um, in rural America, not just rural Minnesota, but rural America. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just got back from a conference um, or a meeting out in Washington, D.C. yesterday that was really looking at rural health care and trying to advocate for it because of the disproportion um, that there is in recruiting. Workforce development in all of healthcare is difficult in rural areas as it is. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, we've only got a couple minutes left here in this first segment, but I wanted to talk about the fact that, that you actually have the title of Hospice and Palliative Care Medical Director at Lakewood. Is that, mm -hmm. that seems a little bit unusual. I've never run across uh, a uh, a physician in a practice or a clinic that actually had that title. Is that something unique to Lakewood or is that something that you're seeing maybe becoming more of a trend? It's, um, it's a little unique. Most um, all hospices will have a medical director for hospice, but palliative care in rural areas is a bit unusual. Um, it's something that MNHPC is working on growing diligently because of that issue, because we need to be talking about 
um, care for serious and potentially life-threatening illnesses well before we are hospice appropriate. And that's really what palliative care is about. So it's, it's really about taking care of people with serious, serious illnesses, and they shouldn't be needing to drive to urban areas to get some of this expert-level care. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I, I'm, I have some thoughts about the community paramedicine that maybe we'll try and yes. get to on the next segment here. I've got a real passion for that because uh, uh, I find people just, even in the metro area, being underserved because they cannot get to the doctor. And it's hard for mm-hmm. doctors, of course, to get to them uh, under, mm-hmm. the, under the old house call uh, protocol that we used to have uh, a generation or two ago. Um, all right. Well, listen, we're up against uh, the clock here on the first segment. I, I do want to remind people that we are showcasing Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Network and Hospital Palliative Care organization today, MNHPC, mnhpc.org. And we want to encourage people to help support this fabulous organization that's doing great work across our communities in getting people to understand the benefits of hospice care. And so please um, go to that website and make a donation. We would sure appreciate that. Um, We are going to take a short break. We'll be right back to continue our year-end fundraising show for the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care Organizations. Please consider making a donation. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Are you thinking of selling your house or downsizing to main-level living for an easier lifestyle? I'm Janelle Holty with Seller's Edge Home Team and Coldwell Banker Burnett, your agent with heart. My team specializes in selling homes and helping you find the next property for all life stages. Call me today for your free equity assessment. I'll get you moving. That's Janelle Holty at 612-203-9661 or find us online at sellersedgehometeam.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman for Continental Diamond. You've heard me talk about this place for a long time. And this holiday season, it's time to get your loved one a gift that will last a lifetime. Their experts know all the latest trends and will help you find the perfect gift to fit any budget with an amazing in-stock selection to choose from. Stay away from the craziness of the malls and visit Continental Diamond, adjacent to the West End in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. That's Continental Diamond for the perfect holiday gift. It's the best time of the year. Toyota-thon is on. Rudy Luther Toyota has the 2019 models in stock, and to make room, the 2018s have to go. There are huge incentives from Toyota, and on top of that, Rudy Luther has additional huge discounts. And remember, you get my favorite perk from Rudy Luther, the Luther Advantage Card, which gets you 10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores for three years with every vehicle purchase. Rudy Luther Toyota-thon is on. Stop in today at the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind-body-spirit-emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion radio show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. Finding the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. It's Greek to Me has been a family-owned Lynn Lake landmark since 1982. Under new ownership, the Janakis Karis family offers classically inspired modern Greek cuisine in a sublime space with gracious hospitality. Be sure to visit their charming bar and explore wines and specialty drinks from Greece. Find It's Greek to Me at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at itsgreektomemn.com. Enjoy all the flavors of Milton's, where they specialize in dishes like grilled jerk chicken, shrimp and grits, and much more, all made from scratch. Pick from Milton's large selection of beer and wine and finish it off with desserts like Bananas Foster. Milton's also serves breakfast every day starting at 7.30 a.m. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. 
Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. Um, this program is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent physician-owned medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please feel free to contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952 952- or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio and by telephone is Julie Benson, MD, Scott Schwentes, MD, and Susan Marshak. And we are talking about the services that an amazing organization here in the state called Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care provides for all of us and our healthcare uh, uh, partners uh, on understanding and educating us on the benefits of what hospice care can do. Please consider making a donation to this amazing organization by visiting their website at mnhpc.org. Once again, that's mnhpc.org. As a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are looking forward to taking your questions, please feel free to call us now at 952-946-6205. Or if you'd like, text us at 612-999-3426. All right, last segment, we began our show by talking with Dr. Benson, and she's uh, calling in from Staples, Minnesota, and we were talking about uh, uh, healthcare in more rural settings and uh, the great fortune that she has in being with a great organization there that uh, has been delivering great care for their uh, local communities. And But one of the questions that I had for uh, Dr. Benson was uh, in relation to uh, a concept that we're experimenting with here uh, in the metro area called community paramedicine. And what the focus there is, is that the uh, an, a uh, an organization would partner with a physician or a local physician's group to actually go make house calls for patients that doctors are, are uh, managing their care to help provide um, more access um, and more time with the patient and make sure that, that patient's health is, uh, is being maintained and, uh, and, and not unfortunately maybe suffering and nobody knows about it. Um, Julie, have you had a chance to, to um, uh, learn about or partner with or look into some of these new community paramedicine type concepts that are being tested in Minnesota? Yes, actually, um, we have um, we have worked with the um, community paramedic model um, off and on for the last few years. And um, we, um, I also do um, home visits on many of my um, hospice and palliative care patients. I, I feel like um, it's twofold. It helps them so that they do not have to come into the home, which or come into the clinic, which can be difficult. But also, we can learn a lot about someone's health, the social determinants of health, which sometimes have nothing to do with the medications they um, are taking. So, getting into the home can be really um, very helpful. And I think this is the way medicine is really going to be decentralized out of clinic and back into the home. I completely agree. And I'm talking to more and more physicians that are feeling the same way. They just feel like they don't have the same control and input. And like you say, understanding the environmental factors that may be contributing to um, the health condition that they're trying to treat. So uh, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, great, great. Mm-hmm. Well, um, stay on the line. We, we um, may have some calls that uh, have some questions for you regarding um, your practice or the area that you're uh, specializing in. But let's let's uh, switch here, and um, I want to bring in uh, Scott Schwantes, MD, into the conversation. Uh, uh, Dr. Schwantes, you uh, specialize in pediatric pain and palliative care. Would you mind telling our audience more about your practice? Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having us here and for focusing on Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. 
Um, yeah, my practice is centered around pediatric hospice and palliative medicine, and I've also had the fortune to further refine my practice to focus on pain medicine. And a lot of what we're all about is just making sure we provide excellent care to our pediatric patients and their families. Um, and through that work, we just really get to help really treat and prevent suffering in our, in our patient population, which is a, a lot of what we're all about. Now, what's interesting is, is generally physicians are looking at curative solutions, for, for all ages, doesn't matter what age you are. Um, and in your practice, are, are you still focused on the curative side or are you at a point with the family and, the, and the, the child, the patient, that what you're focusing right now on is it's more of a comfort approach? The real beauty of pediatric palliative care is that we can walk with the families while they're continuing to seek curative options with some of their other subspecialty teams. And that's really the goal that we can work with these families is because we can help provide that focus of what's important to you at this point in your journey while you may still be seeking curative treatments. And then when the time is right and they're ready to um, stop seeking those curative interventions, then we can focus more on reframing their goals of care. And oftentimes that will help them into their journey of seeking actual pediatric hospice care where our focuses do shift more toward that comfort, dignity, and hygiene. Yeah, boy, everyone I've talked to about uh, pediatric hospice or pediatric care, what you do just has such a heart for that. I mean, they, and they, and they, and they say, I couldn't do that. I mean, it, it is really a special area um, just because of the uniqueness of, of treating children that may be having a life-limiting condition. Definitely. It's, it's, uh, we are very fortunate at Children's to have such a strong team of all of the individuals, the physicians, the nurse practitioners, the nurses, the social workers, everybody really working together as a team is just incredible. And they all do have that calling on their hearts to serve this population. And it's incredibly rewarding work. Isn't that something, though? I, I, even in our practice in hospice, unless you've got a calling, you're not going to make it. I mean, you can fake it for a while, but you're just not going to make it. And uh, I can see the same thing with your, your team there. Very true. It it's, uh, goes back to that honest vocational calling. <laughs> I love that. Um, but you may mentioned a point earlier that I want to just touch on here before we wrap up this first segment. It's called concurrent care. And there's, there's some conversations that Susan and I have had about this where it sounds like you guys can do some concurrent care in a sense while a patient's being treated or, or going through you know, curative efforts, but also kind of walk alongside them more so that when they do make that uh, possible switch to more of a comfort standpoint, it's not a shock. I mean, the people are already apart and in tune with the goals of the family. Exactly. Um, and concurrent also does have a very strong um, find founding in the Affordable Care Act as well, where they have the concurrent care for children provision, which does allow a family to continue to seek curative options while they're also receiving the benefit of a hospice care for their child. And that's unique to children. I know. And that's the best of both worlds. Really and yet I, I see the need for it constantly in the senior population or the elder, you know, the adult population. I wish we had that ability to do some of that there. So Susan, that's the job of the organization. Let's keep pushing our legislatures on that. Um, all right. Well, listen, I can hear the music's being queued up here. Uh, we're up against the clock, unfortunately, for this second segment. So stay with us, folks. It's time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our, our year-end fundraising show for the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Please visit their site at mnhpc.org. Once again, mnhpc.org. And there's a nice big donate button on that first page. Please click it and make a donation. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it. Take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. 
Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Hi, I'm Kirk. And I'm Chad. With Bricks Real Estate and the House Geeks Real Estate Show Sundays at noon on AM 950. Here with your House Geeks Market Minute. 2.98 is the average number of showings per week per listing in the 200 to 400K price range for the Minneapolis area. This is down year over year and is a main indicator of current demand in the marketplace. Pending home sales are down over the same time last year, 7.2%. And the 30-year conventional interest rate is at about 4.81%, which is the same as last week. Conclusion for buyers. Pending home sales are still down over last year, and with the slower showing activity, it is making it a great time for buyers to negotiate. For sellers, if you are not on the market yet, sit tight. You will only need to wait a few more weeks before the market starts to heat up. Want to know the smarter way to buy and sell homes in the Twin Cities? Check us out online anytime at housegeeks.com. Get away and relax this winter at Big Bear Lodge. Come experience a Northwoods winter in modern yet authentic woodsy cabins. It makes a perfect gift this holiday season for couples who want more together time, families who want more family time, or any winter enthusiast who wants to spend a relaxing weekend in a winter wonderland. And right now, if you book a stay of at least two nights in one of three guest rooms at Big Bear Lodge, you'll get one night half off. Just mention AM950 when you call. Come find your smile at BigBearLodgeMN.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be cloudy with a high near 25. Tonight's mostly cloudy with a low around 16. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 26. Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 26. And Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is It's Greek to Me. Under new ownership, they offer modern Greek cuisine in a sublime space with gracious hospitality. Visit them at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at itsgreektomemn.com. Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. This is a very special show that we have on tap today. We are trying to raise some money for this amazing organization called the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. And their website is mnhpc.org. And they've got a donate button on the first page on the right-hand side. Any amount of money that you donate is all tax deductible and will go to an amazing effort that this organization has been uh, helping support our, our, our state and our local communities for uh, 40 years. So um, we are uh, so privileged today to have amazing people both in studio and on the phone. We've got uh, uh, Julie Benson, MD, on the phone from Staples, Minnesota. We've got Scott Schwantes, MD, here in studio, and we have the executive director of the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care, Susan Marshak, here in studio to talk about uh, the great work that MNHPC does here throughout the state of Minnesota. Uh, so as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today as we are most Saturdays and looking forward to taking your questions. Please feel free to call us now at 952-946-6205. Or if you'd like, you can text us now at 612-999-3426 with any questions. Um, it's, uh, it's a real privilege to have uh, two uh, medical doctors that have specialties in pain, palliative care, and end-of-life care on the show. So if you have any questions, uh, please, we've only got half the show left here, please give us a call. We'd love to be able to answer your questions. Um, 
Dr. Schwantes, so we were we were talking about some concurrent care issues that uh, you are privileged to be able to uh, enjoy through the Affordable Care Act um, with um, the adolescents population. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have that option with the adult population. I hope someday we will have that. Um, but uh, during, um, in between the, the segments here off air, we were talking about uh, some of the great resources that uh, Susan Marshock's organization has provided to you and helped you with in your practice. Would you mind just uh, speaking to that a little bit and maybe giving us an example of how that has helped you in your practice? You bet. It is actually a very incredible organization, and it, the beauty that I really enjoy and the real power of it is it doesn't serve just the healthcare population or the healthcare professionals, but it also is an incredible service to patients and their families. Um, I've used it frequently throughout my career. Um, one of those great examples is we had a young patient, a, an eight-year-old boy, that we had to send home uh, for his end-of-life care as the family had chosen to be at home. Um, this was in very rural greater Minnesota, and we were able to use the MN HPC website to find a hospice organization within that county who is willing to take the patient on, partnering with us to provide that excellent pediatric care for the patient. And the ability to have that child have his end days at home with his family was really incredible for him and his family. So it was really fortunate that we were able to locate that hospice agency that was willing to do it through the MNHPC website. Additionally, it's also very reassuring for me as a clinician to be able to refer patients and families to the MNHPC website because I know the information they'll get there is reputable and well vetted. Isn't that nice? I mean, and, and full disclosure to our audience, all of us here, all four of us, including myself, are involved in MNHPC in some way or form or shape, um, whether it be on the finance committee or be on the board. Um, we just all have such a passion for quality end-of-life care. And the frustration, I think, that all of us can agree on is that so few people really understand what good quality hospice end-of-life care is, whether it be in the general public or even in the medical profession. Um, we, we, <laughs> we, we struggle because we work with doctors and they'll say, oh, that person's not eligible for hospice, and then they die three days later. Or, you know, they're, they're not eligible, and, and, um, and we get them on board, and, again, it doesn't, doesn't last very long. And so um, we, we just, you know, having a person miss out on that guaranteed benefit that they've worked their entire life for um, is, is always so frustrating. Um, so again, we, uh, we really have a, an opportunity here to, uh, to let everybody know in the listening audience uh, about what is MNHPC? What, why is it important that this state has this amazing organization? And to talk about that is Susan Marshak. Susan, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for inviting us to join you today. Oh, Hello, everybody out there. Um, <laughs> My so, pleasure. Yeah. So thanks. let's let's. Um, so just to recap for people, you've been involved in um, uh, nonprofits for thirty five years, and mm -hmm. in, in kind of all different areas. And and how long have you been serving as the executive director for MNHPC? I have been with MNHPC since November of two thousand and eleven, and have had the honor to work as the executive director for six and a half years of that time. I started out in development and moved to the executive director position. I had been in leadership positions for years prior to this, and it has been um, quite a blessing for me to be part of this amazing community. Well, I, I think uh, I can attest that you surround yourself with amazing people. Oh, yes. Um, like Dr. Schwantes and Dr. Benson here and many, many others. It, it really is a team effort. But I tell you, we all look to you with awe on the amount of work and the quality work you do. And the results that you get from the efforts of you and your team is just phenomenal. And we'll talk about some of those, including the annual conference coming up here in April. But um, yeah, let's give me some background and, and for the audience to understand the, what the mission is for MNHPC and, and how you guys go about uh, executing to that and delivering on that. So the modern hospice movement started actually in the United Kingdom uh, back in the 70s. And Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care, or Minnesota, basically was at the forefront of this and really took this on in the late 70s and 1980s. Um, we had one of the first hospices in the nation start in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
And I'm not surprised. I have gotten to know the hospice providers across our entire state, and they are an amazing group of people that are so committed and dedicated to the mission of hospice. So in 1980, our organization was formed by a committed group of uh, professionals who volunteered and believed that there was really a need to bring together people um, around hospice so that they could really get the information out to the community, but also provide education for healthcare professionals to provide the best care possible for families and individuals across our state. And now we're 38 years strong, moving towards our 40th anniversary. It's amazing, and we're growing every year, uh, both support from the healthcare community as well as the broader community. And we really, I, I was so impressed with the forethought that the people who started this organization had because they made a decision to make this a 501c3 or a nonprofit so that not only were we providing education for healthcare professionals, but really looking to the common good for our entire state. And as a result, we have this ability and this beautiful balance where we can provide information and resources um, and education for communities in rural Minnesota as well as the metro, and at the same time provide uh, professionals some very, um, really strong educational opportunities. Yes, and I, and I think the thing we, we talk about uh, when we get together is that the work is never done. Um, it's, it's amazing. I was just looking at um, some of the uh, statistics that, that come out every year from the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Um, and it's shocking to me that still less than half of the people that are eligible for hospice care actually get it. That's right. I mean, it's, the number is 48% is what they are showing here. And they talk about throughout the country, it ranges from as low as 23% of the eligible population gets hospice care in certain states to, to a high of 58, mm -hmm. which is just over half. And I look at the, the map, and Minnesota is one that is about 50%. Right. So, so here we are in the best state in the country mm -hmm. in healthcare uh, from many perspectives, and yet only half the eligible people actually participate in this paid-for benefit. It doesn't even cost them anything. No, no co-pay, no deductible. It's a guaranteed benefit for Medicare and they still don't get it. And I just think that's amazing. So there's a lot of work to be done. There um, is. Now, you, now, now MNHPC, a big focus of the organization is education. Absolutely. And could you speak a little bit to the, the educational efforts that you guys are, are doing, both, you know, both from, a, from a, a lay person or a general population standpoint, but also even from a, uh, from a, a provider level standpoint, as, yes. as uh, Dr. Schwantes had referred to? Well, one of the things that um, you just mentioned, Ken, is a stark um, percentage, and we're fully aware of how few people, honestly, that, that there's still a huge number of people that don't understand or know about hospice. So there have been many uh, research pieces done about what people prefer, what their wishes are. Almost 100% of people say, I want to die at home, surrounded by my family and friends, and have a peaceful death. And we look at death as part of life. You know, we are born, we all share this, we all die. And it's still a hard conversation to have, and it's a hard component of life to acknowledge. Yet the people who have those conversations with their family and talk about their wishes way ahead of time, and discuss this at the dinner table, over a bottle of wine, with their friends, they tend to have a much different death. Because they get to a point they can acknowledge it as part of, of death, or of, of life, sorry. Life is beautiful, and it's difficult. But death does not have to be something that is overwhelmingly sad and horrible especially when we're older and, you know, we know that it's part of it. So our organization is really interested in making sure that people are aware. Mm 
that they're aware of the services that are available, both in palliative care and hospice, and that we demystify the whole concept of what this is about. Um, People, I think, are afraid of the word hospice, and I understand that. This is not an easy conversation to have, but the reality is that there is antidotal information and now some evidence that people that end up in hospice that utilize the benefit to its fullest because it's covered under Medicare and health insurance policies for six months, minimally. Um, they utilize it and quite often they feel better and they live longer because even though there's no curative component, they're surrounded by a layer of care that they would not have otherwise. And it is an amazing conversation listening to people talk about their experience in hospice. And the statement they always make is, I wish I would have done this before. I, I wish I wouldn't have waited. Right. I, we hear that all the time. Well, the music is cueing us out here. It's time for our last break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation about Minnesota, the MNHPC's fundraising effort today. Stay with us. Are you thinking of selling your house or downsizing to main level living for an easier lifestyle? I'm Janelle Holty with Seller's Edge Home Team and Coldwell Banker Burnett, your agent with heart. My team specializes in selling homes and helping you find the next property for all life stages. Call me today for your free equity assessment. I'll get you moving. That's Janelle Holty at 612-203-9661 or find us online at sellersedgehometeam.com. Native Earth Radio is proud to announce we're adding an extra hour. One hour's too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. Great. More time for me to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national native news with reporters all around the country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and streaming live on Facebook. Hi, this is Jen of Vandalia Glassworks. Are you looking for a magical gift for the holidays? Consider the gift of art created from fire and blown to beautiful perfection. Vandalia Glassworks features stunning glass pieces that are one of a kind. Colorful, elegant vases, bowls, platters, paperweights, sculptures, tumblers, pendants, and more. Special pieces of art available for every price range. Find that special present at Vandalia Glassworks in St. Paul off the Vandalia exit north of 94. Find more at VandaliaGlassworks.com. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back. 
You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio and also by telephone is Julie Benson, MD, Scott Schwantes, MD, and Susan Marshak. And we are talking about the great services that the Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care Organization provides throughout the state of Minnesota. And we are asking people here at year-end to consider making a donation to this amazing nonprofit uh, organization by visiting mnhpc.org. Once again, that's mnhpc.org. And those initials stand for Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. And on the first page, uh, in the in the right-hand side of the website is a donate button. It's very simple. These are tax-deductible donations you'll be making, and we just encourage people to uh, to consider that at year end here. We would sure appreciate your support. Um, we've been talking uh, about uh, everything from pediatric pain and palliative care uh, with Dr. Schwantes, and we've been talking about uh, healthcare in uh, more of the rural, greater Minnesota settings here with uh, Dr. Benson and uh, and how she has a, a unique uh, perspective and advantage in her uh, practice where um, they really reach out uh, to the communities and to their patients with um, uh, advanced hospice and palliative care planning. And, uh, and a lot of this all stems from the great work that was started over almost 40 years ago with the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care Organization that my guest Susan Marshak has been running for over six years. And uh, Susan, I want to get back into um, more to, to help share with our audience uh, some of the great things that your organization is doing to help support educating Minnesotans on the benefits of hospice care. In this last segment, we only have a few minutes why don't you please give us some more insight uh, on the great resources that your organization has? Thank you, Ken. One of the the projects that we have um, in place and have had in place since our beginning is a helpline. And hundreds of people from all over Minnesota and some of the surrounding states will call us each day and ask for help. Sometimes it's just needing somebody to listen to them. They have just found out that their mother or father or their spouse or child has a terminal prognosis and they want to somebody to help them through this and just be a voice, um, an ear, and to hold them close and listen. Quite often they want um, information and we're there to help them navigate um, and learn how to choose a hospice. We have a consumer guide that we've developed. It's called Choosing Hospice, a consumer guide, and it's a free resource for everybody in Minnesota. We have it um, hosted on our website. And we also uh, provide uh, resources in the Somali, Latino, and Hmong communities. We have been working closely with um, practitioners as well as the community members to develop culturally appropriate resources for folks so that they can really understand that hospice is there and palliative care is there and what it means to them and how to access it. Our, our goal really is to provide access for every person, that that is a right for everyone to have access to these services, and that is what we're about as an organization. We host the largest conference in the Midwest. It didn't start out as that, but it has grown from about 300 to over 1,000 people, and we have folks coming from as far away as California and Alaska, although we're not sure how they found us, but they're they're attending. And it's very exciting. And we're starting to see people who are lay folk, you know, lay people attending, in fact. This coming year, in 2019, I want to invite all of you to a public event that we'll be hosting on the evening of April 15th. So get your taxes done by noon so you can attend this evening event, which is going to be so inspiring. We have Frank Ostaseski attending. He's going to be on stage. He's a Buddhist teacher and the author of The Five Invitations, Discovering What Death Can Teach Us About Living Fully. 
and also Dr. Jessica Zitter, critical and palliative care specialist and author of Extreme Measures, Finding a Better Path to the End of Life. And it's going to be a discussion moderated by Kathy Werzer, who many of you know, who is the host of Morning Edition with NPR and also the host of Almanac with Twin City Public Television. This is going to be an amazing evening. But not only that, um, we have a special guest, and that is a chorus called Giving Voice. And if you have not heard them, they are a powerful and inspirational group of people coming together to sing and lift their voices, uh, made up of people who are living with dementia and their caregivers. So we want to invite you to attend. It's on our website, and you can actually start registering now. It will be um, an evening to remember, and there's food in, included, and um, we expect over 1,000 people yeah. to come to this. We had that last year, and it was fantastic. I encourage people, please put that on your calendar. We do have a quick call here I'd like to get to. Um, looks like Janice is on the air from Richfield. Hi, Janice. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I don't have any questions, but I just wanted to thank the, the doctors and other people there um, for what you do. I can't imagine how you do what you do on a daily basis, walking the land between life and death. But I just wanted to thank you. Um, and I wanted to remind you to exercise self-care because we need to keep you guys healthy and doing what you do. Thank you. Oh, Janice. Yeah, Janice, thank you for the call. I'll thank tell you, that, you. you know, that is, you brought up a good point here. First of all, these are very special people um, doing amazing work. And number two, yes, uh, the struggle that I see in many providers is the balance they have to keep between work and life, and work sometimes overwhelms the, the life balance here. So I, I agree with you. Self-care is so important, and for some reason, our, our healthcare system sometimes is struggling to help support our practitioners that way. Again, thank you very much for the call. Um, we are nearing the end of this amazing show, and I want to thank... Uh, Julie Benson, MD, Scott Schwantes, MD, and Susan Marshak for being here today on this very, very special edition of the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. We really wanted to highlight the great work that this amazing organization is doing called Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care. And we encourage people at year end here, um, if you would consider making a year end tax deductible gift. Uh, by going on the MNHPC website, mnhpc.org, and hit that donate button. Uh, these dollars go to help support community efforts statewide, and it's a, it's a fantastic effort. So again, thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please feel free to contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation, or let us know of topics you'd like for us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us by phone or text at 612-999-3426. Thank you again for listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. And until next time, live well. Yeah.